Hello and welcome to this latest podcast from the University of Exeter Business School. Today we're joined by Ollie Young. Ollie is a senior lecturer at the school and is leading the events centred around Black History Month. Good morning, Ollie. Good morning, Toby. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, I understand you're very much leading the various events around the school centred on Black History Month. I guess my first question would be, can you give us a sense of how Black History Month has come about and really what, what's the objective of the initiative? Good question. And I think uh, it, now's a good time to actually address that. So um, Black History Month is actually an American import. It's an annual observance of, of important people and events within the black community. The US uh, version is actually held in February and, and normally focuses on the African diaspora. In the UK, we, we actually started to make this our own, holding our own annual remembrance in October. And generally, it's used as a platform to highlight the achievements of the global black community. Although there is now more movement, and one thing that we're quite keen to do here at the University of Exeter is to actually look at focusing specifically on the black community within the UK, who are often overlooked in favour of global black members of the community. So thus really, uh, the Black History Month is a celebration of achievements and contributions within the black British community. Based on where, where we are in the world at the moment, why is the initiative particularly important now? Uh, again, a very good question. And, and I, I can't actually not answer that question with, with starting with 2020, actually. I mean, you know, for, for many reasons, it's been a, a bit of a rough year. But, but I think the key things that I need to kind of draw our attention to, I'm sure we're fully aware because it's been all over the media, the unfortunate death of, of George Floyd. This in particular was captured on video and posted to social media. We've obviously observed the devastating effects of COVID-19, especially within the minority communities, that work in the NHS, many of whom are actually on the front line. You know, it just goes to show the, the, the disparities in society um, that, that exist. Another example more recently has been the Grenfell Tower tragedy. And again, equally going back to the Black Lives Matter protests that have happened all over the world. So these are some things that have kind of brought the issue of, of race and inequality to the fore. But these aren't just random one-offs. I mean, if you look back through history, there are many cases where, you know, uh, injustices have occurred. Um, they may not have reached that global state of, of awareness because of the technology has not been there and they've not captured these things. But, you know, if we, if we look back, for example, in 2011, the, the riots in London, which were actually sparked by the tragic death of um, Mark Duggan, but obviously then they were fueled by, you know, again, the disparities in terms of how they were developing the stadia for the Olympic Games. You know, a lot of the communities were gentrified and people displaced, but they couldn't have access to some of the jobs or some of the opportunities. So that angered people. So don't get me wrong, the Olympics was a good thing, but at the same time though, it just kind of just demonstrated the, the lack of a level playing field and a lack of opportunity. So I guess really when you look at it all, it's more about just trying to tackle some of the, the lack of opportunity, inclusion and equality. You know, fairness at the end of the day is, is what I'm kind of trying to address here. And in terms of what you're doing at the business school in Exeter, so how, how is this working? Actually, it's been really interesting. I've, uh, we've had three events and today's going to mark the fourth event that we've got taking place. And it's going really well. I think that the overwhelming uh, response has been very positive, much more than I thought. We are where we are. The university could do a bit more diversity, as so could the Southwest, but we can't just start changing things. What we've got here is what we have. So it's been received well by those that have actually engaged with it. The university stance for Black History Month 2020 is to focus on racism, and this is one of the protected characteristics. 
uh, and within the, the broader spectrum of the protected characteristics, we normally refer to it as um, equality, diversity and inclusion. One of the takes that we are, um, are using at the moment in the business school is DICE, which is about diversity, inclusion, cohesion specific, and I'll talk a bit more about that later on, and equality or, or equity. The, the main focus for us really is about having this uh, unified approach to addressing societal dice issues, um, thus working cohesively and bringing on board our allies so that we can work together proactively to resolve some of the issues around um, racism and equality. I think everybody within the senior management that I've spoken to about the plans for the programme and many of the colleagues that I've worked with in bringing this programme to the public, you know, we all agree that this is best achieved through having open and frank conversations, something that is really missing within the wider community, not just within the black community, but within the UK as a whole. You know, there is a tendency to walk away from uncomfortable or difficult conversations, and, and we want to enable those conversations. I think it's really important to do so. But at the same time, we're mindful of creating a safe and positive learning environment where our students, staff, and the wider community can come together, share experience, perspectives, and, and peer learn. You know, learning from each other is really, really important. And, and on that point, Ollie, how can, I guess, both individuals, and talking about students and the local community, but also organisations, how can they get involved? So in terms of involvement for individuals or businesses or organisations, I think the first and most important thing really is to reach out to minority communities, you know, actively listen to some of the challenges that they face. So at the moment, obviously, with, with Black History Month, we're talking about race. Um, but that is part of a wider EDI agenda, uh, inclusivity, diversity and inclusion. Uh, and there are nine protected characteristics. So these are areas where we observe discrimination against those minority groups. So discrimination can happen in terms of age, disability, uh, gender reassignment, uh, marriage or civil partnerships, pregnancy, maternity, race. Obviously, we're talking about that right now. We've got religion or beliefs, for example, uh, and sex and sexual orientation. These are areas where you know people are marginalized discriminated against in some cases oppressed these are what i mean by the minority community so i think it's really important that we all reach out try to understand um, and engage with and the first part of that really is actually to listen to some of the difficulties it's easy for us to dismiss things that we may hear because we haven't got the lived experience we don't experience and so for me it'd be difficult for me to be able to talk about ageism because i sit in the middle <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's very difficult to be told that, I, you know, I haven't got enough experience to get a job, for example, or things like you won't be able to fulfill this role because you're, you know, you're a bit more mature and therefore it's physical and all that kind of stuff. So these are kind of things that people face on a daily basis. The same things with the transgender community, same things with certain religious groups. They really need to have their voice heard. So I think it's really our job those that are not actually facing that, that form of, of marginalisation or, or, or oppression to reach out and understand their perspective, to understand their experiences. So on that point, Ollie, I mean, not wanting to oversimplify it, but would you say a big part of this is actually seeing something from another person's perspective? Because if you don't have that perspective, it's, it's, it's harder to understand that the challenges that particular person or that community faces. You've hit the nail right squarely on the head. If you don't understand a situation or let's say, for example, there's something that you're accustomed to doing, 
and you haven't had the experience or the exposure to difference, to diversity, you might think that what you're doing is perfectly acceptable and normal, not realizing that that could actually be causing upset, mental distress to one of the minority groups that I've, I, I've mentioned. So like you said, it's not a case of just trying to just beat people over the head. It's more a case of just trying to make people realize that they may not necessarily have the experience. They may not necessarily uh, been involved in the conversation. And those are the things that really actually bring to fore some of the areas that people are offended by, upset by. And actually, you know, it, if one thing COVID has taught me anyway, is that people might have a smile on their face when you're on a Zoom or Teams call and you're interacting through emails. But there's an underlying mental issue that we may not necessarily be aware of. You know, disability discrimination, can it's not just about the physical disability, it's also about some of the mental neuro differences that we may have. So because we're not aware of these, we might continue doing something that could actually be causing somebody deep distress. So that, that's why it's really important to have those conversations. And, you know, it's easy for me to talk about how I would like to move forward and work. But if I don't listen to somebody, for example, who has a form of disability or is part of the transgender community, I would never understand some of those difficulties and issues. So that, that, that's why it's really important to have those conversations. And I think that's where our role as a university really is. It's interesting, we had a panel discussion um, on Monday. And one of the panelists actually stated that as a university, if we can't get it right, there is no hope for mankind. Well, there's no hope for person kind. Because I think really we need to be front and centre at the forefront of challenging, creating learning spaces, providing education, providing resources that actually enable communities to come together for a better society. Thanks, Ollie. I guess my next question is if we look a bit more wider at where we are. So Black History Month is a specific initiative over obviously a month. But in terms of wider diversity on a national or perhaps global level, what's your perspective of where we are at the moment? We've got a long way to go, I think, on all fronts. Dice is about all the protected characteristics, not just race. And I think there's a long way to go in terms of creating that fairer and equal society. If we were there, we wouldn't be sat here now having this conversation. There'll be no need for it. We resolve those societal issues. So there is a way to go. And in some areas, we're starting to see some movement, some change. In other areas, it's a bit slower. And that's just the way it is. We can't try and resolve all the issues at once. But I think Firstly, having that, um, that wider approach can actually help solve some of the individual areas that we've talked about. So in terms of Black History Month, for example, it occurs in, in, in October. And on October the 31st, the title of this special event then seizes. But obviously, you know, EDI or DICE is actually part of our business as usual. And that's what we need to have in our minds continuously that's how we can actually try and work towards um, addressing some of these disparities if we understand intersectionality for example then we'll realize that as human beings you know we don't have just one facet our lives are quite complex you know our personality is not one dimensional when you start thinking about the way a transgender black person for example would experience life you know they then obviously have multiple areas that they, they may be challenged so that's what I mean. It's more a case of just trying to have a more of a holistic approach. We have a series of special events that highlight some of the DICE issues. But if we make DICE a business as usual, it's part of our, our, our fabric. It's interwoven into everything that we do. We will make great advancements moving forward. My, my final question, Ollie, is really going back to the institution that you're, you're part of at the University of Exeter Business School. So what would you say is the place of institutions like Exeter in trying to tackle some of these issues? 
Good question. The way I see it is that, well, the business school is integral. And I'll come back to why I say that in a moment. But business and money knows no boundaries. Financial transaction won't stop because I'm black, for example. A financial transaction won't stop because, you know, the money realises that the person they're about to engage with has a specific religious belief or they're, they're gay or they're transgender. That doesn't happen. So therefore, if that's the case, it's a great vehicle to help address these issues. I went to uh, the Race Equality Charter event held by Advance HC earlier on this year. And actually they highlighted how important the role of business schools in particular have because generally speaking, business schools tend to be more diverse than other areas within universities. So therefore, I'm not saying it's the sole role of a business school, but I think they've got a greater role to play and almost lead the charge, if, if I can call it that. So as I said, it is a generalisation, but typically you'd find that that's one part of the university that is more diverse than others. So it's about encouraging the conversation. And I think through interdisciplinary activity, I had an amazing conversation with one of my, my colleagues over in, in politics and law, and we were actually talking about how um, one of the events that they were having could actually help in terms of bridging a gap and understanding a different perspective from their side. And that's what I mean. So in terms of the business school, I think, you know, we've got a, a great position that we're in and we can then reach out and collaborate with other areas of the university. And thus, actually, through the networks that each of the different colleges has, can reach out to the wider community. The students that engage with those colleges whether it be medicine, whether it be law, whether it be history or education, will go out into the wider world, will go back to their regular communities where they're from, and they will interact with wider society, thus spreading the message. It's, it's an amazing opportunity, and I think universities really should be at the, at the front of, of trying to challenge and enable and empower individuals to engage with this area. That's a great place to finish and a very positive message. Thank you very much, Ollie, for joining us. No, thank you very much for your time. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, Tony. Thank you.